podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, that sucked. It's not what I wanted to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, you never, you yeah. never like, you never like losing games, but it's the Big Twelve tournament. Who cares? Yeah, and while I was watching, I was like, I don't know if that really changes anything for Baylor, as far as. I mean, the, going into it, we were the number one seed according to like all the bracket matrix and Joe Lenardi net rankings. I mean, pretty much we're locked in at a one seed. I think. I mean, even if we fall to a two, who cares? There's there's quite literally no difference between a one and a two. I mean, I just wanted uh, Fort Worth as a one seed. We kind of control where you're regionally where you're going. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, though. Like. I don't. I don't think where we land really matters all that much. Yeah, and I would much rather be uh, healthy and get a lot of rest and not be the. Because let's face it the the Big Twelve Conference tournament is like a cash grab anyway. It's just to sell tickets and advertising. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool event. Like, I will continue watching it. And, but I mean, conference tournaments, unless you're talking about like the old Big East or maybe the ACC now, I don't even think really anybody cares that much about the ACC tournament. So, like, it's the mid major tournaments where you need to win to get into the NCAA because you're not a multi bid conference. Like, those are really fun to watch. Um, But yeah, like, I, I don't care about the Big 12 tournament. If we win it, Someday I will be very happy and I will talk all the trash in the world on Twitter, but losing in it, I don't care. I really don't. We won the regular season. Yeah, I mean, Texas that's what's mattered in this year. conference for a long time. Texas won last year and it did them a lot of good in the tournament. Yeah. But the, talking about the ACC tournament, the only thing I, I found out or I learned from the ACC tournament is that Buddy Bayham is still in college playing basketball. That's amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, there's. A, I feel like that's. I feel like a lot of that with basketball now, like I, especially I with the transfers. <laughs> like they're. Like, I think Texas's average age this year was almost the same average age as the Oklahoma City Thunder, or maybe they were even older than the Oklahoma City Thunder's roster. So like Texas is super old with the uh, oh, yeah. the extra year that everybody got, and then I thought it, I just I find it really funny is I've watched a lot of basketball over the last couple of days, and over the season, and just how much now you're hearing like he transferred from X. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. the transfer season uh, or or scene is just um, so much bigger than it's ever been. I love it. I think it's cool. Um, I like guys being able to go from like Eastern Washington to Oklahoma, like uh, the Groves kids did. Um, so I don't know. I love yeah, it. But yeah, there's, there's a lot coach. of older college players right now. Yeah, actually, I, I'm not a fan of the, the Groves kids at this point in time, but good for them. I don't know. I, that one kid looked like he was having a lot of fun because he dunked a basketball. I know. I, I'm, maybe I'm the asshole because I see that and I think, man, we need someone who could just just a flagrant Fallon. If this were a regular season game or an NCAA tournament I was game, really angry about it. <laughs> see, I wasn't. I wasn't angry about it because it's a conference. It's it's the conference tournament. So I was like, oh, that's cute. But like, yeah, if this was a, a game where we were fighting for like regular season standings or it was the actual NCAA tournament, I, w- I would feel the same way. Like, I, I would feel how you feel. 
Yeah. But at the same time, I I do recognize that it's going to be, I think it'll be more beneficial to, to lose this game for Baylor for the NCAA tournament than it would have been to win this and then play whoever. Tech or Iowa State. Yeah, three games plays in three next. days. Three games in three days does not appeal I mean, to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good story like to win it and then go on and maybe make a run. But, I mean, those guys were running on a seven-man rotation. They're gonna, they would be just exhausted. Yeah, for sure. Because we're, we're running at full speed. So it's it's better beneficial in the long run just to get that rest. Well, Matt, Oklahoma may have won the basketball game tonight, but do you know what they did not win this year? Please tell me. Tell the people. Uh, they didn't win the Big 12 regular season conference championship. No. They did not win the Big 12 Coach of the Year award. No. They didn't win Big 12 Sixth Man of the Year. They didn't have a single player on all Big 12 first team. All things that Baylor accomplished this year in men's basketball. Yes, did quite a, uh, quite racked up quite a lot of accolades in the postseason. With the end of season awards, so yeah, Baylor. I know there were some Tech fans that were salty about that Big Twelve Coach of the Year award, but you know they got the AP, so they got to have to hang their hat on with uh, Mark Adams. But they were like, I listened to the um, the Ten Twelve podcast, and Philip over there, he's like, he hates whenever people say, with you know. And it's not close. He's the best. He should win coach of the year. And it's not close. And a lot of tech fans were, were saying that. And his argument was, it, well, no, it, it really is kind of, it is close. It is that close. Because you, three of the, I guess, candidates had had a good argument to say they're coach of the year. Um, Iowa State's coach, definitely, for, from where they were last year. Boy, they were at two and Whatever. It, they only won two games last year. Though and to where they I, were. I, I do think for TJ Altsberger, he he's done an amazing job. I don't want to discount that. That being said, he did not take the two win team to a twenty win team. It's yeah. a completely different basketball team than they had last year. The roster, I think they have two players that were on the two win team last year. So and their two best players this year transfer Isaiah Brockington and freshman Tyrese Hunter. Neither of those kids were on the team last year, and they're by far the best players this year. So, and it's if you look at the preseason, like what they were picked to finish 10th and they finished seventh, yeah. I mean, that's not a huge difference. And the same thing with Texas Tech is yeah. don't get me wrong, if you gun to my head and you ask me, like, I probably am still gonna vote for Mark Adams just because A, I don't like being a homer, and B, the emotional piece of everything with what happened for them. And it's his first time ever being a head coach. And he was really, really good. Like, I think it's a cool story for Mark yeah. Adams to win it. But the narrative out there that tech was expected to be bad this year isn't true. They were picked. They were, they were picked to finish fourth in the conference. Finished third. And they finished I mean, third. So that's Baylor was picked to finish. <laughs> yeah. Baylor finished third in the conference and they tied won. for, yeah. yeah, it was the coach so tied for yeah co-champion. So I mean, I it, think it's more not like through, it's it's the what he did in the season, the injuries and how he managed that roster 
to be in the position to have be a co-champion um, is kind of what sells puts him over. And plus, it's the coaches voting for it. So you have you can't vote for yourself, and there's only ten schools. So what did Scott Drew probably got four votes <laughs> for coach of the year, baby? Because yeah, it was probably split between Otts, Drew, and and Adams. So. You know, and I think we know there's no way that Chris Beard voted for Mark Adams, so he lost the vote there. <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, I and to be honest I've, with you, that's I'm the thing. Not what I said to a couple of what I said to a couple of tech fans was like, you can think your guy won it. That's fine. It doesn't discount that like multiple coaches had an amazing season. If Adams would have won it, I would have said, oh yeah, that makes sense. If Otts would have won it, I would have said, yeah, that makes sense. He wouldn't have upset me. That's where I was surprised. Yeah. Was where they were getting angry. If you would have put me, if he would have came out and said, like you were saying, you know, Mark Adams is coaching. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. I would not. Have, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't have been upset. I wouldn't have been on Twitter saying this is a travesty. I would have been like, yeah, he did. You know, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. I watched. It was like when Baylor twice. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He did a great job. It was like when um, when Gundy beat Aranda. Like I disagreed with that. I 100% thought Aranda should have been coach of the year. But you know what? Like, Gundy had a great season, too. He was, he, that's legit. Like, you took a two and, I mean, we, that was a two and 17 that turned it around. But, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I wasn't upset about it. I disagreed with it, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, I thought my guy should have won it, but it doesn't mean Gundy wasn't deserving. They had a great year. I mean, but, Joe. Um, are you aware of how many uh, championships uh, Baylor basketball men's and women's won? This uh, that would be this. Are you asking about this year? This season, this particular season. Yes. Um. There's so there's two that you can win. You can win the men's one, and, and you can the win the women's, women's one. one. Yes. So I think we just had, we 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 won the men's one for the second year in a row. Just to remind me, how how the women end up doing? So they they won the they won the championship for the twelfth time in a row, like outright, like they won the whole thing. Like, yeah, nobody was near them because okay. they they beat Iowa State again by a lot. Okay, good, 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 good. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, and and along with winning the championship this year, they also had two first team members on the All Big Twelve team, which. Weirdly enough, so uh, on the men's side, there was a really weird thing where they gave the defensive player of the uh, year award to three, three guys, That's including Jonathan John Wachachua. So congrats to him. Please recover soon, and we will see you next year, EJ. But on the women's side, this is strange. I don't know if they do this every year or if it's the first time I'm noticing it. What? But they gave first. There's 10 players on the first team. How many positions are there? There are five in basketball, and they gave... So they had, like, like point guard, you had three point guards? Or something uh, like that. So let's see. There are, on all Big 12 first team, and I'm on the Big 12 website right now, there are, there's one, two, three, four, five, six pure guards that are just listed as guards. Okay. And there are two that are listed as guard forwards. So that means eight technically are listed as guards, and one center... And one that's listed as a pure forward. So the all Big 12 women's team, first team, so there's 10. It's 
Uh, Jordan Lewis from Baylor as a guard. Alyssa Smith from Baylor, unanimous, unanimous selection. And then um, Iowa State had three on the first team. Lexi Denarcy, Ashley Jones, Emily Ryan. And then uh, Holly Kerskeiter from Kansas. Aoka mm-hmm. Lee, beast, another unanimous selection yeah. uh, from Kansas from Kansas State. Taylor Robinson from Oklahoma. Maddie Williams from Oklahoma. And Vivian Gray from Texas Tech. Those 10 players all make up the first team, which is so strange to me. It is, because it's like a first and second team. Yeah, there's a second team, though, and there are only five on the second team. Is there a third Including team? Including Baylor's Sarah's, Sarah Andrews. So, Yeah, I don't particularly like that, because it just seems... I mean, I don't know. There are also... five positions, I mean... There's also not, 11 players on the honorable mention squad. So it's like some of those things where everyone gets a trophy. There's 26 players that made all Big 12, essentially. Wow. Uh, Baylor also had uh, Melissa Smith was on the all-defensive team. So just awards all around. Melissa Smith was also unanimous player of the year. So just They should have just had like um, first team all Big 12 and just had just the unanimous players, like three players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's it. That's who was first team. Everyone else is second team. Oh, and not to forget, Jordan Lewis also won newcomer of the year. So we're just going to need to build a trophy cabinet specifically for this year's women's basketball team again. Like, I feel like I I think we might say that every year, but. The only thing going back to the coach of the year thing, whenever Nikki, I did see when Nikki Collin didn't win coach of the year, I was a little bit like tech fans. I was like, that's that's ridiculous. But then I caught myself and I was like, well, no. They have a fine K- year. I think Kansas's coach won it. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Schneider from Kansas won it. Yeah, and they played Baylor tough. They had a good year. So I mean, it was their I, first twenty-win season in nine years. So, and that's when I caught myself when I saw who it was. I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they were picked. They were legitimately picked to finish last in the Big Twelve and yeah. finish fifth. So five spots above where they were expected to be. Not three or two. Yeah, or one. <laughs> So, I did see that Melissa Smith was also on the uh, semifinals for the uh, Naismith Player of yep, the Year. She for the Player of the Year award, and she was uh, first team All American on Sports Illustrated as well. And then I saw Nikki Collins is a semifinalist for the Coach of the Year, mm-hmm. Naismith, along with Mulkey from LSU. Mim she's Kulke. Awesome. Yeah, she's also on that list, which is interesting. Although LSU she had a good year. She done a hell of a job at LSU. Although that Kentucky game was in their tournament was rough. They got blown out in the first round. Or the first game they played. Because they got like a I think they get two buys if you're like a one or two seed. Mm-hmm. So it was like the quarterfinals the first game and they got rolled by Kentucky. I'm not shedding a tear. They'll be fine. So even Given everything going on, um, we have we're yet to see how the women what what happens. I, I'm pretty confident they're going to make it pretty far in the the women's tournament. Um, do you have anything? How do you think that that's going to turn out? Whatever the whatever they t- they play tomorrow, right? Yes, their first game is tomorrow versus I can't remember who it is. Uh, Oklahoma State tomorrow yeah. at one thirty on ESPNU. So they should, uh, they would, I, I would 
be extremely surprised if they didn't win that game. So, I mean, Oklahoma State is 9-19 and and only won three conference games this year. So, um, they are they are what we would call not good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in the way they've been playing the, to wrap up the season, like they're, they're playing at such a high level going into the postseason that I think they're going to – I mean, I think they're going to win the tournament. I think they'll win the Big Twelve tournament, and I think they have. I think they have a legitimate Final Four shot. Yeah, I think they'll be a one seed. I'm, For sure, I'm, I'm. I'm less confident. I think they'll be a one seed. I think. I think. I don't seed. think. I'm not. I'm not unconfident about that at all. Like I, 100 expect them to be a one seed. Okay. The men, I, I still think they're a one seed. I think they are too. I, I don't think this matters just, that much. If yeah. they're not, I'm I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna be upset about now, it. Now they may be like the fourth one seed, so the last one seed. So it's eh, probably a question where you're gonna be um, located, but I still think they're gonna be one of the the first, you know, the first four one seeds. Yeah, one of them. I'm, and I I'm just I am completely not worried about it. There's there's the you know historically I would have loved to have been a one seed just because it's kind of like a bragging rights thing, but. Yeah. We won a national title. I don't. I don't care about being a one seed anymore. Like we've we've got we've done the biggest baddest thing you can do in the sport. So yeah. the consolation prizes that are out there, like being a one seed, just don't matter to me anymore. And I mean, me and you, we've been Baylor fans long enough to. I remember whenever like I was stoked to go to the NIT one year. Yeah, I think that year we were talking about last week. Whatever, I think that's the year when we lost to Missouri in the Big Twelve. The tournament championship game. I think they went to the NIT that year. I they have gone through correct. and won it that year. No, I think that was the year that they the year. lost. They lost to Penn State. Yeah, yeah. In, in the finals. Um. Yeah. The year right. they won it, they beat Iowa, and I want to say that was was that 2014. I don't remember what year that was. But yeah, I mean they beat. But I remember, I remember being excited in 2008 to just go to the tournament and lose to yeah. Purdue. I remember, yeah, having conversations with friends and listening to um, sports radio and things like that. I think I was probably still awake at the time. I remember, like, man, we need this many wins. To yeah, it was like, it we get to 20 wins? We oh, get to, my God. Yeah. Or like even conference was like, if we can get 10 conference wins, you know, if we can get there. And or it may have even been like, if we can be like 9 and 10, you know. Then it was like, maybe, man, we got a good shot of make, getting into the tournament. Now it's like. Are we a one or a two seed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is, there is none of that bothers me anymore because Baylor, Baylor basketball reached the pinnacle and yeah, there's nothing more I could ever ask from the program. So it, for me, this may change in a year. It may change in 10 years. I don't know. But for me, I'm just having fun, man. I'm having fun on the ride. As long as we don't have a game like for the Oklahoma State loss where it just looked like we didn't want to be there at all. I hate those kind of games where you're just not in it. The effort's not there. And you just you're like, what What team am I watching? You know, I didn't get that vibe tonight. You know, they, just, they didn't shoot well. It's one of those Oklahoma things. played a pretty solid game. And they and, shot you know, amazing. We're shooting like yeah. over 50% from three-point Oakland was. We were shooting like 11 or some crazy number yeah. like that. And then we didn't like beat ourselves. We just didn't hit our shots. Okay. We weren't, we weren't getting calls. But, I mean, Scott dude for some reason never gets calls or the, his teams don't get calls, but it's one of those things, you know, 
don't agree. I think I I think it all evens out. I think I think Big Twelve referees are just kind of crappy in general. So I just make it a point to not Where's really that? ever complain about them. So yes, so Baylor won the NIT. It was the twenty thirteen NIT. Twenty thirteen. Okay. So it was the twelve thirteen season. But yeah. Um so talking about the championships, it was uh if you want to look back to last weekend, um we had other Baylor adjacent events going on with we talked about the NFL Combine was going on in our last podcast. Um later on, it seems like Baylor had like fast people on their team because Kalen Barnes went and ran the 40 in like 4.23, which was the second fastest time ever in combine history. And this year was the fastest of the defensive backs. Well, it was the fastest DB in history. Yeah. Yes. And he was the fastest overall this year. Uh, yes. The second no, fastest think... of any position. Yeah, of anybody ever. Um, you know, we 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 had talked about it. Like he might he might legitimately break the record. He got really close. Yeah, um, yeah, super close. Yeah, a hundredth of a second. <laughs> yeah, you know him and Taekwon and JT Woods. I think especially, um, I think they were pretty low or non-existent on a lot of boards. Yeah, and they definitely made themselves some money at the combine because they. I have no doubt that every each one of those guys, all three of them, will be drafted. So, um, Tristan Ebner also had a really solid showing in yeah, his yeah. lifts. He had a, like, is it four four three? Not like he was like slow. Yeah, and he and he, I I can't remember how many reps he did, but he crushed the uh, he crushed the bench press. So, um, you know, who knows? He you know he might go uh, be a late round pick as well. So, Bernard, this is going to be a pretty solid year for Baylor draft picks. Terrell Bernard killed the like linebacker bench press is like twenty two reps. Yeah, I think it was twenty two. And then um, he had the fastest like three cone, I think. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. Like uh, Petrie didn't run the forty, but he did the field workout, and he did the other running, like the uh, shuttle and the three cone things, those drills. And then um, Abram Smith didn't run. I don't think he worked out. No, I think he did just the measurables and interviews. And interviews, yeah. So. Which with with the pro day coming up, if if something was going on, like because he did play in the senior bow, if he wasn't a hundred percent, I could see like you know I'll just work out and run at my pro day, but I need to network and talk to teams and yeah, he med- wanted to be there and, do the and let's be honest, do the measurables. Let's be honest, Abram is not a burner. No. So if he's gonna run in front of teams, do it in an environment he's comfortable in, a hundred percent, because he's he's not gonna blow anyone away with his speed. Every thing with like Taekwon, like only ran the forty. Like I don't think he did any of the workouts. Yeah. I mean, for receivers, I can understand. Like I'll just run. I'll do the workouts on the field, my practice field, with quarterbacks I'm familiar catching the ball from. Did Not you see? Randos. Did you see? Um, JT Woods actually like closed out yeah. the combine itself. <laughs> yeah. It was he, a, he had he had the drill the the interception drill at the very end, and then he. Dion high stepped it into the end zone with all the other DBs, and then he did the uh, the Ronaldo celebration in the end zone. It was um, it was a big weekend, big weekend yeah. from Baylor. Baylor got a lot of free publicity at the NFL Combine, so it was a good weekend. As we always say, Matt, it's a good time to be a Bear. Yeah, always. So looking ahead, um, 
I was thinking about, so they have the selection show coming out Sunday, sometime Sunday, Sunday night, I think. Um, would you be willing or would you be able to do, just jump on, let's do like, just talk about it on Sunday night? Yeah, we can probably pull that off. I, f- I have a flight uh, Monday morning, but I don't think Sunday night should be an issue. Well, I mean, I think it, when I say night, our same time, so nothing crazy. Because I think it comes out like at five or six. I can't recall. I need to look it up. So and it's less really about, like we were talked about, where Baylor is um, seated. More about like what bracket they're in, and other teams. I'm I'm can, I am kind of intrigued with other teams that are in the Big 12 and whether they're not going to get in where TCU if they're going to get in or if they do where they're seated and where they're at um, they had a big win against Texas today so I didn't get to I mean, watch that game but I, I checked back at the end and I was like because well, what I mean if I'm not mistaken Texas was up pretty big weren't they they were up by 20 points with about a minute to go in the first half. They were up by 18 at halftime. And according to ESPN stats and information, with about a minute to go left in the first half, they were projected to win. by. Uh, they had a 98.2% chance to win the game. So TCU had a 1.8% chance to win and won by five. So their, their seeing is something that I am interested in. Texas, because everyone like had said they're a, I want to say, you know, one of the higher seeded teams. Like they're a single digit seed from everything I've seen, but I don't know. I just don't know if they're gonna, how the committee's gonna slot them, considering how they ended the season, but also how they performed against a lower seeded team in the tournament. How that all breaks out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so it's 5 p.m. on CBS. So hmm. that's the selection show. So, okay. So, yeah, we can do regular time, do like an instant reaction type of thing. Yeah, that works and, for me. Um, we, can, we could do it live. Yeah, we could. Watch, do you have any? Um, watch all of the, uh, the at large selections I mean, and the, the little celebrations. The selection show could be like, should be five minutes. It should be. I but, think it's probably what thirty. Like, I don't know. I think it's probably like an hour. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they show the ones pre, or I guess they show one. They want one they uh, one region at a time, right? I think they they show the ones, then they go region by region. Got it. Okay. I, th- I think that's how they do it. Like they'll say, you know, like you know, but that's the problem is if you're like. On the bubble, you have to wait to see if you're seated. So that was like 2008. Was yeah, yeah. We were the last team. You're sitting there and watching that whole show, trying to. Yep. <laughs> if you get in, it's like you're the last team announced. You're like, oh. but anyway, yeah. So it's it's. I think it's not as bad as like the college football playoff show. That thing they turn into like two hour, two and three hours of content for ESPN. Which really, we could just knock knock this out in like fifteen minutes. I've only watched one of those selection shows, and I have not watched since. I watched I watched this last one, 
because I was intrigued by like Cincinnati and how that was going to work out. But then I, I turned it off after like the New Year's Six stuff. But then I realized like, man, this show's still going on. Like it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like they're still talking about matchups. I just couldn't. I mean, why are we still doing this? This thing started at eleven. I I just didn't care because I knew I knew like I knew where Baylor we was were going. pretty yeah we were pretty locked into the Sugar Bowl. Well, yeah, especially we, we, after, won the um, we weren't going to the playoff. Yeah, after um, how long was that? Who? Yeah, so after Alabama won, I was pretty sure after they beat Georgia, though. Yeah, we're two both. They're both getting in. We're not getting. Yeah, in. Alabama won and and Michigan won. It was like okay, we're not we're not going to playoff. Yeah. So there was. There was no point in watching, and I, I watched it in 2014, and I haven't watched it ever since. So, is what it is. Yeah, but is, is it, what it is. Is there anything else? Um, other sports, non Baylor. I mean, like, there's been some big NFL world? trades, but I just don't care about the NFL. I want to talk about. I want to talk about what we're both excited about, honestly. Okay, you just want to jump right in. I want to go. I want to. I want to. Uh, I'm. This, people, this is what the podcast is really about. So just go for it. I'm going to let you go for it. We got, and I was surprised. Because yeah. I didn't think it was coming. But we got our first trailer and look at the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. You know what? I opened Twitter that morning. And I was just scrolling through. And like, I'm a nerd. So I have like uh, Disney Plus like alerts on their tweets they get so I get a, like a notification. So I got it said like hello there and I was like what? And then like my eyebrows raised and I was like so I opened it up to see what was going on. And sure enough they were talking about the like I guess they had Entertainment Weekly had some like first look. And so yeah, I looked it was at just the pictures. photos. Yeah. So that's what, and I was expecting that's all we were I was like, oh okay. We're getting like the first look of the costumes and what the characters yeah. look like. It's the same thing. Later on in the afternoon I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw teaser and I was like oh so then I kind of had like stop everything and I was like okay I gotta I need I need to give me like five minutes and I had to just like watch it and it was amazing I had a quick break I had a quick break between meetings and I just like opened Twitter and I saw the one take pod uh awesome dudes go listen to one take pod if you're into uh, you're into movie stuff one of the best podcasts out there to listen to uh but yeah I saw one take pod uh, throw the trailer up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I I was just fully I was like, "Okay, the Entertainment Weekly pictures came out. That's what we're getting today. That's that's a cool thing." Yeah, I wasn't expecting the moving picture of the yeah. trailer. And then they have like um, the music. Oh, Duel, Duel of the Fates! Mm. Whenever they have that, like the logo pops and it drops, I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's like. And we're gonna get Inquisitors. Ooh, I've seen a lot of people like they, people who are only live action Star Wars. People say like they don't know who that is, but they're like interested because they look cool because they are. And then you have like that spinning lightsaber that the Grand Inquisitor has. If you haven't, it's it's one of those things like Disney's gonna make you go and watch the animated stuff, or else so you get kind of like an idea of who these people are and what's going on. But just I'm sure. Go play, just go play the uh, the last video game that came out. I can't even remember what it was called, but um, oh, yeah. I, that I, one had a bunch of that one had Inquisitors in it. Was it the uh, Fallen Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, Fallen Order. There you yeah, go. That is a big thing about Inquisitors. 
and I did. I started to. Uh, I played that again. I started to play it again today. It's a fun game. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, and, but yeah, I am super excited for this show. Uh, it's it's unique in that you know it's a period of time that we've never really explored. And I think there's always been a ton of questions around this exact storyline that we're about to watch in Star Wars of kind of like, what the hell is going on with Obi-Wan on Tatooine? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's weird because if you go back to like the 80s and 90s um, and you read some of like the extended universe stuff that non-George Lucas people wrote about Star Wars... Like there's there's a lot of things out there that are different than from what eventually happened in the prequels. Like, um, I think there's stuff out there that like Anakin was never actually from Tatooine uh, originally. That was something they wrote in in the prequels, and like George Lucas came up with that. But like the extended universe in like the '80s didn't have that, and so that's why he actually took him there. So it kind of that's the the original answer to like why would they bring Luke to Anakin's home planet? Um, but I'm I'm really excited to see how this kind of all plays out and see the Inquisitors in it. And I just love you and McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. So, yeah, but they do have a lot of um, comic book stuff that's canon, you know, with um, Marvel and Star Wars collab with their comic books. So there's a lot of like in that period hunting for Jedi's with Inquisitors and Darth Vader. Like their goal is to hunt down Jedi. Mm-hmm. So. They do have a lot of that they could kind of pull from, which it looks like that's what they're doing. It's the Inquisitors are hunting down Jedi. They're looking for, I don't know if necessarily they're looking for Obi-Wan, but Jedi yeah, I specifically. Think, I think based off of this trailer, because it looks like there are some non-Tatooine worlds. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like we probably got to look at Coruscant. And so I'm guessing there may be a situation where like Obi-Wan is liaising with maybe a Jedi or two that are out there or they've called him for help and he goes and tries to help them. And he's kind of trying to stay one step ahead of the Inquisitors the whole time too. I have a feeling there's going to be more Jedi than just Obi-Wan in this. So do you think, cause I listened to another podcast um, that the ringer puts on and they were having a debate over whether you think it's going to be a lot of flashback because there apparently there is like, you know, Hayden Christensen recast as Anakin slash Darth Vader in the um in this series. They don't show him, but do you think there that you'll see like kind of Clone Wars era flashbacks with you and, and Hayden Christensen reprising their roles and you know doing doing Jedi shit? You know, that would be neat. Like I would love to see some Clone Wars live action stuff. Or or you have Anakin. We've already established we have Ahsoka in live action. Flashback to Anakin and Ahsoka. She's a little too old. Like you, we would have they would have to cast a new. It would have to be a younger Ahsoka. Bro. We just saw Luke Skywalker in like Boba Fett. They can do That's magic fair. with movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I I also think I think one of the storylines just maybe it might be like a split storyline where we're kind of we're kind of watching for at least maybe the first or second episode. You're watching Obi Wan's existence on Tatooine, just kind of watching yeah. what look like ten to twelve year old Luke, and then concurrently you're watching stuff about Darth Vader and the Inquisitors hunting other Jedi 
and then eventually Obi-Wan does something on Tatooine that makes them come there to look for him or something like that. I think that might be what our storyline that we see is. Did you watch Do we see Maul? Yeah, that's about to go there. As I say, did you watch Star Wars Rebels? And then, so there's an episode on Tatooine with Obi-Wan and Maul. And it incorporates um, a young Luke Skywalker in the mm-hmm. distance. Do you think they'll do like a a live action version of that scene? I don't because... Well, you don't have Ezra was in the scene. So you don't have Ezra Bridger in this. Presumably. Yeah, and also in that scene in Rebels, he's... He's Alec Al Guinness. Guinness. Yeah, he's Alec Guinness. Obi Wan, like he's he's sixty year old Obi Wan. That's what I wanted to say. I wanted to be like David George made Obi Wan too old in A New Hope. Yeah, he did. He should have really foresaw did. this. Foresaw you and McGregor playing him. Man, but he's so good. Just redo it, man. Here's what we should do: digitally put in an aged you and McGregor into A New Hope. So I saw an interesting question on uh, about this. You know, when the trailer came out, I saw a bunch of people commenting stuff on Twitter, and the the point got brought up that uh, Kylo Ren is named Ben Solo. Yeah. So he is. I mean, assume yeah. I assume he's named after Ben Kenobi, which is what Obi Wan goes by. Which is a fake name. I mean. Yeah, it's his fake name, but like that's what although it's saying. a horrible alias. I'm gonna change my first name and leave my last name, which is super recognizable. <laughs> so never mind. Well, I mean, he's hiding a kid named Luke Skywalker, and he keeps his own name. And, and hiding his kid named Luke Skywalker. Presumably, you're hiding him from the former Anakin Skywalker on Anakin Skywalker's home planet with his with, with his, his family. <laughs> So in-laws are out. I, I'm kind of confused on the relationship between the Owen Lars and Anakin. Is it like stepbrother or? So, okay. I actually have the answer to that. So, okay, so um, Anakin's mom, Shmi, yes. right? She's a slave owned by Watto. She's Skywalker. Yes. And so she's sold to a moisture farmer who she ends up marrying. Okay. And that moisture farmer already has a son who is Owen. Owen Lars. Okay. Yes. So she so he is um Anakin's step uncle essentially. Or like I guess actually would be his like, step brother but he, he yeah, Luke's. Or sorry, yeah, he's, Luke's, he's Luke's step uncle and Anakin's step brother. Okay. But yeah, they're not related by blood nor do they have nor do they carry the same last name and um but hey man in speaking of owen you have joel edgerton reprising the role from um the prequels where he was an unknown actor playing a young owen lars so good for him yeah i think uh i think it'll it'll be interesting but back to the ben kenobi point right so he went by he goes by ben kenobi so han solo presumably names his son his firstborn and only child after Obi-Wan. So he names him after a guy that he's known for 12 hours. So he, all he knows, he disappeared. <laughs> and yeah. I don't even know if he saw him disappear because he was already on the Falcon. Yeah, because it was Luke watching the fight and then he sees it and he yeah. screams and starts blasting away like a crazy person. And then he had to come out and get him to go back into the yeah. Falcon so they could flee because they're fleeing the Empire. And that was enough of an impact that... Uh, that uh, you know, 
Han Solo named Leia named him. Leia never met Obi Wan. No, but her adopted father did know him very well. That's fair. And she knew him enough to send him the message saying, "Help us, we'll you're our only hope." So she knew enough about him. That's fair. And knew how to find him. We're just going to shoot uh, two droids into Tatooine. <laughs> Onto a planet. <laughs> to a planet. Find him. Find him Kenobi. <laughs> Onto a desert planet where he's living in a cave. And That's, doesn't want to be found. And the, the force only, works in mysterious ways. The only droid that really knows this plan is R2. Yeah, because C- C-3PO can't, doesn't know he, shit. Yeah, and he's the most one that you think would be most useful. He is like no six million languages. And all R2 does is beat bop boop. I mean, he doesn't communicate. Yeah, but I feel like C-3PO is also, he's the kind of droid that would, uh, he'd be like, oh, we're here on a secret mission, but you're not supposed to know that. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. Like right. that, That's exactly what he is. Yeah, that's, that's C-3PO. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else about, I've seen the teaser like multiple times. Um, and it's just, it's so good. Who do you most hope that you didn't see in the trailer, not including Darth Vader, because we know he's going to be in it because you hear his voice at the end. But and and we also know Hayden Christensen's in it. So, but like, who do you most hope that we see? Um. Well, I mean, Maul would be awesome. Maul, I love Darth awesome. Maul. I actually love Darth Maul. Yeah, especially the you know they're they're playing the Duel of Fates. Music, mm-hmm. so, and I would like to see. I'd like to see the Maul from Rebels because Maul in Rebels is just so good. He just that's what made me. I think love Darth Maul so much is Star Wars Rebels because he's such a great character in that. Yeah, I mean it, it has to be from that because he because he's, he's a psychopath. What, he's he's, he's in, like in two Rebels. words. He's just like what two words in uh, in yeah. Phantom Menace and is is on screen for like fifteen minutes. Like if you haven't seen Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, if you you probably don't care that much about Darth Maul. You know, whenever he was at the end of um the solo movie, I was like, sweet. I thought like we're gonna get some more Maul. But other than Maul, um I'm I don't know about hoping to see, but there's a chance I think you may see that um what's his name? Caspian Andor, mm. because but he should be around this time, and his series is coming out soon. And it happens; it's like pre New Hope kind of espionage type of show. And there is a scene where you have like the one of the, the email inquisitor, the main one that they show throughout the trailer, standing across somebody who's holding a blaster. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe that's um, Diego Luna's character, Caspian Andor, and it, he'll be there, kind of like a, a soft set up to his series that's been coming out you know later this year next year whenever that happens so I, but that's just me speculating i want to see i want to see another computer generated grand moff tarkin because we got him in uh in what uh rogue one yeah it didn't look great but they've they've Made so yeah, many Luke didn't so look long. great in in Mandalorian season two, but he looked great in it's Boba because Fett. they Disney hired the like 
guy from YouTube who did like the deep fakes of it and did it better. And they went and hired him for it. So, I mean, so yeah, but that's what I say. They've, they've improved that technology since Rogue One because that was like five years ago. Yeah, like Carrie it. Fisher didn't look good. No, Grandma I mean, Tarkin didn't look good. But like, like you were saying, like Luke just recently looked. They've but learned awful. how to do it. And they they learned how to do it where the, in a sense that we're not going to have like natural light. They have to like shade it so it doesn't look because I'm assuming it's hard to fake that type of someone's real face and you have oh, to uncanny valley. Yeah. And there's a there's a YouTube channel with they're just a video like VFX guys and they kind of critique. Um, oh, I watch those guys all the time. And they were talking about I, I, I watch them constantly. And they were talking about specifically the Boba Fett, and they 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 commented how they they're making him not get direct sunlight. Yeah. So that way it doesn't mess up the. And you know, look obviously, well, that's the shading's all off on that doesn't look like a human face and how it reacts to sunlight, indirect sunlight. So. Yeah, they recently had a, a guy that works for ILM who does, you know, ILM does like a a, a lot of the Star Wars special effects and visual effects. And uh, they were talking to him about his career and he he worked on Revenge of the Sith. He did. Um, he actually did like all the worms from Dune, which oh, yeah, yeah. really, really cool. I watched that episode, too. But I loved that he was like, yeah, I did a little bit of Yoda. Yeah. And in, in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Can you imagine that being just like a an offhand comment you make about your career? Like, yeah, I worked a little bit on Yoda. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. And he said they did like the, the worms from Dune because they put a. I got a video of a scope, like a camera down a beatboxer's throat. A as beatboxer's throat, yeah. That is wild. But, yeah. And what I do want to see, what I hope to see, is just like prime Darth Vader action. Like just yeah, being a I savage. Need, I need more like the end of Rogue One. Yeah, like savage Darth Vader. Like I'm in my peak right now. Because this is what, 10 years after the prequels. Yeah, this is like Dark, yeah, I think it's um, ten years right after the Sith. ten years after so, Revenge of the Sith. So you're talking about this is Darth Vader, like he's been full on Darth Vader for a decade. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is so Rogue One. That's <clears throat> so how how many years is that? About twenty years. Yeah, I, I'm uh, Luke. Between... It's, how old is Luke? Let me see. I'm gonna have to look that up now because I I want to see seventeen. Yeah. And presumably he's ten in Obi Wan. He's nineteen. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah. So this is ten years before that. Yeah. So ten years before Rogue One. So, yeah, this would be even more. That's the thing. I think a a newer Darth Vader. So you have like ten years of being Darth Vader. You're going to be even more savage than you were when you had twenty years of experience, basically. Yeah. And the empire is fully established at this point. Fully, full, full swing. They'll, he'll have no rebellion. And you can see by the Inquisitor base that they're going to, like it's already fully built. Mm Operating the Grand Inquisitor exists. They are like fully operational as Jedi hunters. Yeah. And from what I could tell, or from what even just knowing from the source material and what you can tell from the trailer, there's there's no rebels. There's no at this point yet. Yeah, there's no rebellion. There's Star Wars well, there rebels, might be rebels right out there, but I mean, I think they even talk about this in the show Rebels at, at, at yeah. a couple of points about like how there's no organization yet. It's, it's just not small like factions a, of 
yeah, there's like little little groups that like not that are kind of like guerrilla warfare that are not like that grouped group up that together we yet. follow with just this kind of this like smash and grab type stuff and exactly and they help people but they're not really trying to defeat the empire they're just trying to do damage and move on to the next trying to just survive yeah that, that's kind of at the point where we're at right now there's like little factions of rebellious groups but they are not unified in any way against the empire yet so there's been rumors of casting of Ezra Bridger for the Ahsoka show. Do you think we see? Well, no, I guess we wouldn't. I want to go back because he was a young kid. They found him on Lothal, so you may see a you may see a young version of Ezra, perhaps. Because, like you're saying, they go to different worlds. Yeah, I. I'm and he is force sure. sensitive, so maybe, hmm. but I doubt it. Because this is like, like you said, this is probably 10. He's, he's also young, around that same age as as Luke, probably. Yeah, they're probably about the same age. Um, do you, so, did you play any of the, um, oh, the old, like, Xbox 360 games where you're kind of like Darth Vader's um, princess? Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember what those remember are called. But uh, I'm one, I, I think that'd be cool. Like, if Beyond the Inquisitors, if we have if we have like one of Darth Vader's secret apprentices that he hides from the uh, that he hides from the Emperor, yeah, and it's there's a lot of that in the comics too. Yeah, like well, I mean, it's, that's the Sith way. Is yeah. is you you know you secretly train in because there can only be two Sith, only be a master and an apprentice, and so generally it, what happens is you start training somebody before you go and kill your like, master. Sidious is always putting Darth Vader. Especially in the comics, in positions to for him to fail. Yeah, he wants him to die. He wants him to die so he can have another apprentice and be yeah. the. He he wants the, to. Well, that's the point of the Sith is they're constantly killing each other because, based off of their religion, it's if you're able to kill one of the other ones, that means you must be stronger. Yeah. So the goal is to to eventually reach the ultimate Sith of having somebody that no one can defeat, which they do at a few points throughout history. Um, get some crazy powerful people um including Darth Sidious himself so I want um so badly I want like a, a Revan series. Oh a Revan series would be awesome. Because he's been he's both it's he's he's wild. His backstory is wild. But I thought I think it'd just be like really cool to see that live action. I hope we get some Sidious in this too. We sh- I mean you think we should. We should considering the time frame. I it won't surprise me. It won't surprise me if we only get Sidious in like hollow form. Like it, they just, it's just like a few scenes where they're talking to him on a hologram. Yeah, because this is also like throughout. I mean, everybody in McDermott is like, who the hell are like, these guys that are nerding out over Star Wars yeah. this much? But at this point, I believe like Sidious is out in the outer rim right now. I don't even think he's building. They're like working on the Death Star yet. So, um, he's out in the outer rim, like searching for. Sith relics at this point. Oh, yeah. It's kind of what he's doing. So and you have like you send Darth Vader has these like side side missions. Right. Like Vader's out hunting Jedi. He's hunting and then, Jedi, yeah. And and then occasionally going to like a Wookiee planet or something and, and murdering the entire population. Yeah. Because that's that's what Vader is generally want to do. Or he's hanging on Mustafar. I mean he did like murder like a whole lot of children. To start his whole career off in the yeah. Jedi Temple. 
Much younger. And he murdered a lot of children before that when he destroyed all the sand people as well. So true. True. Yeah. It's a you're probably only gonna get Ian McDermott um to appear in Yeah, well it'll be just a computer generated one. It won't be even it'll be like um there's an actor, a voice actor who does like a great voice. He does it for all the I can't remember his name. Sam Whitworth, maybe. He does all the he does a lot of the voices for like the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Get him to do the voice and just have like a old footage and just make like you said computer graphics, make it a hollow form. My but prediction is we're right. gonna get. I agree. We'll get we'll get hollow. We'll get hollow Sidious. We'll get maybe two episodes of Vader. One of them being really cool Vader. We'll get a good amount of the Grand Inquisitor, and then the other Inquisitor that they've showed, the female character. I think she'll be like. You know, she's not seventh sister, but she'll be something sister. And I think she'll be the main antagonist. I think so, too. And I think we'll get a. They've alluded to like an Obi-Wan. Vader. Duel. Yeah, it will not. Like If that happens, it would not be on Tatooine. No. So, I mean, now that's never been mentioned before. But no, but they only say they only like when they when they run into each other in a new hope. It's, it's just yeah, it's just we haven't seen each other in a very long time. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's who knows? If that's nineteen years or ten years. I mean, people can think it was from Mustafar, is what they're talking about, but we don't know that. That's people right. are just assuming because that's what we we have on film. <clears throat> but I can't wait, and I'm so happy for Hayden Christensen. I hope he just knocks it out of the park. I'm so excited. Just don't talk about sand. Well, and that's if you ever watch like any kind of like YouTube reactions of this, and that's that first scene's just sand. That's everyone's <laughs> comment. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be yeah. Star Wars without being on a sand planet. So, you're absolutely correct. Also, Tatooine apparently is the center of the Star Wars universe because we spend a lot of time on Tatooine. It's just, uh, it's just Dune. That's all it is. After after having read Dune and then realizing that Dune came out just a little bit before Lucas wrote Star Wars, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Now I see where he got inspired for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it's there's there's like there's there's nice, there's some light. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's a what a crazy coincidence. All right, so before we go, I have to ask you another question that I saw posted on Twitter because of this trailer that came out today. Okay. Which is in A New Hope, in the uh, cantina scene, when Obi Wan pulls out his lightsaber. Why don't any of the bounty hunters react? Because there's only like one type of person in the universe or in the galaxy that would be carrying that weapon, and the Empire would want them like crazy. I mean, I would so, like, think... why wouldn't every bounty hunter in that cantina just jump at him? I mean, the only thing I can think of is that. It's been such a long time. Then maybe it's like. Well, we know Solo. We know Han Solo doesn't believe in the Jedi. Yeah. Right. Like he tells he tells Luke like he doesn't believe in all that nonsense. Yeah. Right. Which is weird because it hasn't been that long ago that they were active Jedi. There's a Jedi Council. Yeah. But you have to believe that the Empire has been propagandizing what the Jedi actually were for 20 years. And. You know, like saying, like, hey, they actually weren't all this. It was lies. They were just using that to, like, control you. Now, Yeah, so you just see some old dude with a... Yeah, but what I'm saying is you would still say that, like, 
they would say the Jedi existed, but they wouldn't like what they, you know, what Han Solo doesn't believe is that the force exists. So True. he would know what a Jedi is. And you would you would have to think that if there's any evidence of a Jedi that that the Empire would pay very handsomely. So if you saw a guy with a lightsaber and you're a bounty hunter on Tatooine. <laughs> I mean, he did just dismember two people. With with like one swing. So maybe it's like they are bounty hunters. They are about self-preservation. You may think it's really not worth it. I mean, maybe. To get run through with a lightsaber. And a, I'm just trying to have a drink. Yeah. But like, why would Han help them? He'd probably make more money. <laughs> make more money just turning them in. Could have just done that. Saved himself a whole bunch of trouble in Carbonite. Just well, I guess in. to be fair, Han is wanted by the Empire. So True. He's a smuggler, and and so that's why he's so afraid of when he gets caught in the tractor beam of uh of the Death Star. So, the New Hope is so good. I, I rewatched it recently, and Han specifically is you can tell whenever Harrison Ford's like ad libbing lines. It's just it's just so great. I just love it so much. Yeah, it's so good when he says "How are you?" To it's it's every time I watch it, I always like it always takes me by surprise that like the events of the New Hope happen over like a 36 hour period well, and also i was watching empire the other day and he's going i mean the whenever he goes back out to find luke he's yelling at this guy this guy's being very rational and reasonable it is very cold you're going to die but whatever he's yelling like he's like some being some asshole hey i mean when you when you sleep inside of your tauntaun everything will be okay well, let's leave that there. <laughs> All right, Matt. What else you got going on? What you watching? Um, what you listening to? So, still, I mentioned last time we started Yellowstone. Still watching that. Um, I haven't really started anything new. I'm uh, waiting for Moon Knight at the end of this month. That's the next Marvel thing. Then I'm, I'm, I'm excited pretty, about. I'm it. pretty pumped about that. Did you see? We talked about Batman. Did you ever? Did you go watch Batman? We are going to see it tomorrow night. Okay, I didn't go. So, I didn't watch it yet. So we're so, going to go see that tomorrow night. Um, and then the other thing, I I watched the first episode of Winning Time on HBO, which is I did the, too. I did too. Mini series about the the Lakers dynasty in the eighties. It was really good. I'm a sucker for like like a biopic thing, yeah. especially when they had like great actors and Adam McKay directing. I was like. As soon as I saw like the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to definitely give this out. Give this a try. And then I watched it, and it was like, oh, then they break the third wall, and they talk to you, and, which is maybe it's like lazy filmmaking, but I loved it. it go, John Adam C. McKay Riley. does that, though. He did yeah, that in Adam Big McKay Short. Adam McKay does something. Um, he, like, Big Short, they kind of do the same thing, kind of like exposition, because like, we're going to explain directly to you what's going on. But uh, I, I eat it up. So, I, And also, like you said, John C. Riley is... He it's has so no business having the acting range that he has. None whatsoever. Like, no business being as good of an actor as he is. Yeah. And he's... He can be a legitimately amazing actor, and he can also just go be a goof-off idiot with Will Ferrell and both work. I know. He's so great. All of them are great. Um, it's just... It was, I'm, it's one of those things, like, when I watched the first episode is i was like legitimately like pissed like why did it has to be like a weekly why can't they be like i was too i was like i just want to keep watching i want to watch this whole thing right now yeah i want to watch the whole thing 
But yeah, I'm I can't wait till they um get more into the story. Cause you barely that first episode, you're barely like he's barely bought the team. Yeah, I mean he's really he doesn't really buy the team until the end. Yeah, I know. So you have a whole episode or drafts magic till the very end of the mm-hmm. episode. So that's when you're, especially that. I'm like, man, I'm, they should have dropped like two episodes. Yeah, give me two, give me two episodes. Yeah, I'm also watching that. I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was amazing. What about you? Other than that, um, anything else? That's kind of it. Going to see Batman tomorrow. Um, watch the first episode of that, and besides that, just watching. Uh, uh, basketball every single night for the last like four or five days and um and then yeah vacation for me next week so heading out of town first time without the baby my parents are watching him so excited about that all right i mean i do know that you and uh, your wife you'll be at dinner and you'll be you'll be talking about the baby well, we'll be with friends, so we're going mm-hmm. to Atlanta to stay with uh, to stay with some of our close friends. But yeah, we'll probably spend eighty percent of the time talking about the baby. Or you were friends, and you're saying, "Hey, have you seen the latest picture of the baby?" Yeah, let me show Well, you. they'll be talking to us about the baby too, because yeah. they're gonna be like, so, "You wish the baby was here. Why didn't you bring the baby?" And we'll be like, "You know what? I, I don't. I don't want to be that person that brings the baby on a plane." Oh, for sure. You have to drive. Um. All right. Well, that's about all I got. Where can the people find you, Matt? Um, I do want to say you can find me on the Twitter at Matt D Workman, and I do want to thank a lot of people because, like you mentioned earlier, my um my daughter was a little bit sick; she had a little hospital stay, and there's a lot of people on Twitter, specifically like Baylor Twitter sphere, that uh were supportive and helpful and said prayers and good thoughts, and people that I don't know haven't met in person. So it was really good to have that kind of sense of community, and I certainly appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, I was very, very excited when you texted me last night. Let me know that you guys were finally headed yeah. home. So, yeah, find me at, at Matt D Workman. You could uh, find the podcast uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, wherever Spotify, Apple. Um, you can find the podcast at the Veridian Pod on Twitter. How about you, Joe? And as always, you can find me at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. And uh, come on, give me a follow and and we'll have fun and interact with each other. Absolutely. And I will say, enjoy your vacation. Uh, We will. We'll find a time on Sunday and then, yeah, we'll work something out next week. That should be right around the time of the first round games. So Friday. It's usually Thursday, Friday, right? I'm thinking from. Yeah, it's or for the, for the Thursday, re- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something yeah. like that. So like the first two rounds. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be able to squeeze in like a little preview once we have a Baylor's matchup. So and then we shall uh, see. We shall see for sure. All right, Joe. Uh, as always, man, second Bears. Bears. Podcast Network.